Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Day 299, 212 days since Joey promised not to abandon Americans and our Afghan allies and thousands of people with American green cards eligible to live here in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, but he did. Uh, all right, this this is the day liberal Democrats, they have been salivating over forever. This is the night tonight that they will have their 90-minute primetime hearing on January 6th. By the way, most of it will be over by the time I get on the air, which is good. Um, uh, tonight at 9 on the Fox News Channel. Anyway... So it's um, and then they'll have sessions next week. This is their their big opportunity. This is their big shot. Here's the problem. You start out with an illegitimate committee that had a predetermined outcome. The saddest part of all of this is none of this narrative is going to focus on the things that they should have focused on. Where were the security lapses? We have now discovered new information I'm going to share with you in a minute. Uh, they're so deep and so wide, and I can promise you all of this is going to be ignored tonight. Tonight, this this is about bludgeoning Donald Trump. This is about, they're even telegraphing this. It's going to be a Hollywood production, a false narrative. They will omit the most critical, crucial data that would, if if they had a fair committee, that would prevent incidents like this from ever happening again, which should have been their goal. That's why when they had Jim Jordan and Jim Banks on the committee, they took them off the committee and replaced them with two big Trump haters. That was all done by design. Um, so here's what we've learned before today. And nobody else in the media wants to pick up on it, but we do our job. You know, what do I always say? I say, well, Hannity, what's your job? Well, I'm a member of the press. I'm a talk show host. What is the talk show host? 
well, I can produce thousands of hours, radio, TV of straight news. I can produce thousands of hours of investigative reporting, uh, Obama's radical associations, the deep state, Trump, Russia collusion, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we do opinion, but we're honest about our opinion. I don't hide the fact that I'm a conservative. I tell you what I think. I tell you who I like for office, who I don't like for office. I give you my opinion. That's that's part of what I do. Uh, we also do culture. We do woke. We do sports. Whatever happens to be in the news on any given day. In other words, if, if I were to describe or create an analogy, if you take a newspaper, I'm the whole newspaper. We give you the news, international news, local news, state news, wherever the news comes from. Uh, we also do investigative work that nobody else will do. And that's what we're going to do tonight on Hannity. And we're going to lay it all out. And we've got all the documents now to prove everything I've been telling you is correct and everything that they're not going to tell you tonight because they are following a political agenda. That all they have on this committee are people that hate Trump. They want to blame Donald Trump for what happened on January 6th. Same people, you know, that were either silent or even in some cases supportive of or and they just lied about the the 574 riots in the summer of of 2020 so we knew i've been i've put on both radio and tv cash patel we had chris miller the acting secretary of defense uh it was i believe january 4th there's a little ambiguity was it the third was it the fourth uh but it looks like around january 4th days before january 6th in the oval office president trump uh, Cash Patel, who is the chief of staff for the acting secretary of defense, Chris Miller, Mark Meadows, the president's chief of staff, and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Milley. They're all in the room. They're talking about one subject. Then the president says, all right, let's talk about the crowds that are coming on January 6th. Now, I have four of the five people on record saying that the president in that meeting authorized up to 20,000 National Guard troops to be available, this is required by law, to Nancy Pelosi and to Mayor Bowser. It becomes their jurisdiction as soon as the president authorizes the use of troops. You might remember that happened a lot, and there was a lot of conflict in the summer of 2020 because the president, for example, would authorize National Guard troops to be available to the leaders, political leaders in, in Portland, and then they wouldn't call them up. And at one point, the president, well, had to protect the federal building. He called him up, and that became a huge controversy. But the jurisdiction, once the president authorizes it, lies in the case of the House. Security responsibilities are with Speaker Pelosi. With the jurisdiction, that's D.C., that would lie with the mayor of D.C., and that's Muriel Bowser. So all four of them said Donald Trump authorized it. I finally, now General Milley, in fairness to him, is has been traveling overseas, and I finally got people close to the general, and they were able to confirm for me yesterday that General Milley, in fact, did have discussions about security prior to January 6th for the Capitol. That's, that, that's at some point, maybe I'll get the chance to ask him the very clear question as well. But the fact that they're acknowledging that is, I think, says a lot. All right, so we've already established that that has happened. Nobody in the media mob at all is talking about it. The Washington Post gave it four Pinocchios as not being true. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Who's going to fact check the fact checkers? You know, the same people that lied for years about Trump-Russia collusion. You know, these are the same networks that, that lied about Nicholas Sandman, the same people that get every story wrong. 
But uh, the same people that said, oh, the, the Hunter Biden's laptop is disinformation, Russian disinformation. So you can't count on them. So we have the people in the room under the threat of perjury, at least two of them, saying to the committee, the committee has this information. I predict they're not going to talk about any of it tonight. Now, this is where it gets even more interesting, because justthenews.com, that's John Solomon's uh, website, and he, of course, is the editor-in-chief of Just the News. Uh, he has a headline. He has a piece. Trump Pentagon first offered the National Guard to the Capitol four days before January 6th riots, the memo show. Now, ask yourself this question. Will we even be talking about January 6th if, in fact, the authorized troops, authorized by Donald Trump, who they say wanted all this to happen, uh, why would he have then authorized up to 20,000 troops? Had they been utilized that day, we wouldn't be talking about January 6th today. Sad thing is, is we're not going to come to the conclusions we need to come to how to prevent it from happening again. All right, so from justthenews.com, that's the headline. This is what he says. Official Capitol Police timeline. In other words, we now have the official Capitol Police timeline. We've never had this till now, till today. Well, late last night. Validates the Trump administration's account, and it shows the Democrats' fateful rejections of offers. Quote, seems absolutely illogical, one official wrote about the security posture hours before that riot that day began. As a side note, nobody seems to want to have a committee on the 574 riots that killed dozens of Americans and injured thousands of cops and uh, caused billions of dollars in property damage. But anyway, I digress. It goes on in the piece, the Pentagon first raised the possibility of sending the National Guard troops to the U.S. Capitol four days before the January 6th riot, setting in motion a series of rejections by Capitol Police and Democrats that left Congress vulnerable as threats of violence were rising, according to government memos that validate the Trump administration's long-held claims. An official timeline, and by the way, remember, the Department of Defense they have an inspector general, like Inspector General Horowitz. They did a report about the handling of January 6th. They validated that Trump's Department of Defense did everything in their power to prevent this from happening. And this was the Biden administration, you know, it, during their time that this report came out, nobody paid attention to it. Anyway, the official timeline of January 6th, assembled by the Capitol Police, shows that a Defense Department official reached out to a Capitol Police deputy chief, his name is Sean Gallagher, on January 2nd, four days before the 6th, to see if a request for troops was forthcoming. The offer was quickly rejected after a consultation with then-Chief Steve Sund. Then it goes on to say, Carol uh, Corbin of the Department of Defense then texted the Capitol Police deputy chief, Sean Gallagher, Protective Services Bureau, to determine whether, in fact, they're considering a request for the National Guard soldiers for January 6th event. The timeline reads on a loan entry listed Saturday, January 2nd, 2021. The following morning, this is now the third. The timeline states Gallagher replies to the Department of Defense via text a request for National Guard support not forthcoming at this time after a consultation with the chief of police, Stephen Sund. Uh, now, when you look at the timeline, the rejection came as the Capitol Police Department was beginning to change their assessment. They began to realize this may be more dangerous than they originally thought. 
and they recognize the massive Trump rally to protest the election results on January 6th, quote, had the potential for violence. So now as the days get closer to the 6th, now they're seeing a very different posture. One thing we will show tonight that is not in this piece, and John Solomon will tell us at the top of the next hour, is that the deputy police chief uh, literally handed over the intel on the 5th of January over to Chuck Schumer's office saying, uh-oh, this, this looks like there are people coming here to cause trouble. All right, so the rejection comes, the beginning to change their assessment. Earlier analysis of such violence they thought was unlikely, but again, things started to change as we got closer to the 6th. But by late December, the Capitol Police internal emails document show information began flowing that some groups expected to attend were taking on so talking on social media or fringe websites about tactics like blocking tunnels leading to the Capitol. On Sunday, January 3rd, just hours before Gallagher rejected the Pentagon's initial offer, the Capitol Police issued a new and darker security assessment to its commanders and executives and to the two political appointees in Congress responsible for security. That would be the House and Senate Sergeant-at-Arms. So, by the way, why didn't they bring these people in? The people that they never brought in, and remember, the chairman of the committee said, Pelosi's off limits. They never brought in Pelosi. Muriel Bowser, in writing, rejected the idea of calling up guard troops. Senator Schumer, we now know, was handed a letter the day before the 6th. They didn't bring him in. The sergeant of arms was never brought in. The D.C. police chief, uh, as far as we know, was not brought in either. Because he, apparently, he he once the, once the assessment changed, they wanted the guard. Anyway, so January 3rd, three days before, Gallagher, hours after Gallagher rejected, they have a new darker security assessment. And due to the tense political environment, they decided, quote, that the threat of disruptive actions or violence cannot be ruled out, the new assessment declared. And they go, went on to say the sense of desperation and disappointment may lead to more of an incentive to become violent. Now, within 24 hours, then the Capitol Police chief, son, again, this is two days before the 6th, he changed his mind and started seeking permission from the political powers uh, around Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to deploy the National Guard as a preventative measure on Monday, January 4th. So the assessment changed. The Capitol Police chief is now requesting the Guard on the 4th. The same day that the meeting was held in the White House where Donald Trump authorized up to 20,000 troops as required by law. You're not going to hear any of this tonight. And I have a lot more to tell you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Justthenews.com, John Solomon, he joins us at the top of the hour. Trump Pentagon first offered National Guard to the Capitol four days before January 6th riots. Well, the riot that took place that day. Uh, now, at first, the police chief rejected it because, based on assessments, they didn't anticipate any violence. Then, the chief of police, the Capitol Police Chief, 24 hours later, within two, within a day later, changed his mind and began seeking permission from the political powers around Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to deploy the National Guard uh, because the threat assessment had changed and there was a possibility they picked up of violence. We since have found out, and we'll show you this on TV tonight, the deputy police chief uh, got this intelligence about possible violence to Chuck Schumer's office on the 5th, and we've got a document that proves that. But this committee, with a predetermined outcome that's illegitimate, they're not going to talk about any of this. Anyway, so the chief of police son asked the Senate sergeant of arms and the House sergeant at arms for authority to have National Guard to assist with the security. Uh, this is now two days before the 6th and uh, based on a briefing with law enforcement partners and a revised intelligence assessment that that said the possibility of violence could exist. Anyway, then his request was denied. Now, why isn't the committee focused on that part? Are they going to give Donald Trump credit for authorizing, as required by law, up to 20,000 guard troops being called up that day? Is any of this going to be in tonight's Hollywood production? I tend to think that's not going to happen. Are they going to bring in Nancy Pelosi? Did they bring her in? They had 1,000 witnesses. No. The sergeant of arms in the House and Senate? No. Muriel Bowser, who in writing rejected it? No. Chuck Schumer, who got a personal letter sent to his office about the new assessment? No. The D.C. police chief? No. Why? They don't care about the truth. Now that we made some money for our sponsors, let's go back to making the liberals crazy. The Handman is back on the radio right now. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SHAWN, our number. By the way, I can guarantee you also, if I was a betting man, and I occasionally make small bets, but 
Um, not a big better, but I could. I'd, I'd, I'd bet a lot of money on the fact that they're never going to say or quote Donald Trump saying, many of you will now peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol so your voices will be heard. Now compare that to Chuck Schumer. You know, you, you listen to me, Gorsuch. You listen to me, Kavanaugh. You know, you won't know what hit you. Imagine if a Republican, we'll play that. Imagine if a Republican said what Chuck Schumer said on the steps of the U.S. Supreme Court, and yesterday they arrest a guy that was planning and went from California to Maryland with the intention of assassinating a justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, Justice Kavanaugh. Listen. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. You won't know what hit you. How scary is that? Imagine if after a police precinct was burnt down, um, a Republican, what if President Trump tweeted out a bail fund for the people responsible for the rioting in Minneapolis, like Kamala Harris did, or praising the defund, defunding of the LAPD? like Kamala Harris did. I mean, do you see the double standard here? I mean, it's nauseating. All right, back to John Solomon's piece. He'll join us at the top of the hour and fill in a lot of the gaps here. But we now have an official Capitol Police timeline validating what we have been reporting and what the Trump administration has been saying. And that is, we have been <laughs> reporting that five people were in the room January 4th. President Trump authorized up to 20,000 National Guard trip, uh, troops to be available to Nancy Pelosi, Muriel Bowser, it's their jurisdiction. He can't. He can only authorize that for them to actually call them up, which they eventually did. Uh, way too late. They they need his authorization, or calling them up would have been illegal. So he he did the right thing. Now, how does that fit with the narrative that Donald Trump, you know, had this this effort to overturn the election and was responsible and wanted the violence on January sixth to take place? It doesn't work out that way. Now that we have the official Capitol Police timeline, we're learning a lot more today. The Trump Pentagon, now remember, the, the Inspector General for the Department of Defense, this happened during Biden's first year in office. They did a full summary and examination of the Department of Defense's actions in the lead up and following January 6th. They, they gave him a clean bill of health. They said they did it perfectly. But they first offered the Capitol Police Department the access to the National Guard troops if requested. And based on the assessment on January 2nd, the police chief said, no, I don't I don't I don't think we're going to need it. After they looked at the threat assessment, they didn't think there was going to be a big threat. That all changed on the fourth on the third, rather. You know, within 24 hours on, on January 3rd, the police chief's son changed his mind because of a new threat evaluation that had come out saying the possibility of violence is very real surrounding the rally on, on January 6th. Anyway, so he changes his mind and then he seeks permission from the people that are in charge. Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker, responsible for security at the Capitol. Chuck Schumer, same thing, responsible for security uh, at the Capitol. Uh, they both have sergeant at arms. And anyway, so the Capitol Police chief is now beginning to 
three days before January 6th to request the National Guard troops. They're not forthcoming. And anyway, he asked the Senate Sergeant of Arms, he asked the House Sergeant of Arms for authority to have National Guard there to assist with security based on the briefing with law enforcement and the new revised intelligence assessment. That request of the chief of police, the Capitol Police chief, was denied. He did his job. He looked at the assessment and said, uh-oh, it's worse than what we thought two days ago. We're going to need the guard troops. Anyway, so he was told no, and his request was denied. And anyway, the sergeant of arms, et cetera, in the House and in the Senate, tell the chief of police, uh, son, to contact General Walker at the National Guard and discuss the possibility. Walker According to the police timeline, the Capitol Police's timeline we just got from John Solomon today, told Sun that if the chief would could change minds and eventually get approval of Capitol officials, his team could deploy only 125 troops quickly. That's not enough. Trump authorized 20,000. Now, then, then John Solomon's piece goes into what we had been reporting. While Sun was requesting this on the 3rd, the Pentagon... They're really pushing for this because they're seeing the threat assessment. Anyway, they forged ahead on January 4th. This is the meeting. I have four of the five people in the room saying, yep, John, Donald Trump that day authorized up to 20,000 troops. So on January 4th, uh, Solomon's piece goes in and says they went, the Pentagon went into the Oval Office, the Department of Defense Secretary, Acting Secretary Miller, and his chief of staff, Cash Patel, and Mark Meadows, and the president and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs to get Trump to formally sign the authorizations to deploy the National Guard in advance of January 6th, as many as 20,000 National Guard troops, if Congress, uh, in fact, needs them and asks for them. In other words, that had to happen. Otherwise, they wouldn't be available for Pelosi or Mayor Bowser. Uh, then they go on to say, Cash Patel told us and then told justthenews.com we went to the Capitol Police, we went to the Secret Service, we went to law enforcement agencies, we went to Mayor Bowser days before January 6th and said, do you want thousands of National Guardsmen and women for January 6th? Uh, they all said no. Why did they say no? Now, if you're going to investigate how this happened and how it will never happen again, you kind of need to ask those people. And this is where the fraud of this committee comes in. All they want to do is bludgeon Trump. They're not looking for the truth. They're not looking for answers. They're not looking for ways to prevent things like this from ever happening again. The law requires them to request it before the Department of Defense can deploy them. The president had already authorized it. And the DOD, their inspector general, found they did not delay. Quote, we actually prepared in a preemptive fashion, which is what we do at the Department of Defense. And then Cash Patel was on with John Solomon last night. He'd been on with us twice this week. He's going to be on tonight. The Capitol Police timeline shows what we have been saying for the last year, that the Department of Defense support via the National Guard was refused by the House and Senate Sergeant-at-Arms who reported to Pelosi. Now we have it in their own writing, he says. And we're going to show you a lot of these documents tonight. Despite the FBI warning for potential serious disturbance, no perimeter was established, no agents put on the street, no fence was put up. And as word circulated around the Capitol that the uh, Capitol Police chief son wanted National Guardsmen deployed, the D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, in writing, writes a preemptive letter 
to the acting Secretary of Defense Miller and other Pentagon and Justice Department officials asking the troops not be deployed unless the Metropolitan Police Department approved, citing an incident in the summer of 2020, et cetera, et cetera. Bowser writes in her January 5th letter uh, that the earlier episode, quote, caused confusion, could have become a national security threat with no way for the Metropolitan Police Department and federal law enforcement to decipher armed groups. And then she says this, to be clear, her signature's on this paper. The, D the District of Columbia is not requesting other federal law enforcement personnel and discourages any additional deployment without immediate notification consultation with the Metropolitan Police Department if such plans are underway. Why didn't they knew huge crowds were coming? They knew tensions were high. They knew we just came off a summer of 574 riots. We could have protected the Capitol. Moving forward, we should protect the Capitol. All elected officials. I don't care what, whether you're a deer or an R. It doesn't matter. I mean, this is this. It, it, all of this was preventable if they would have listened. But they want to blame Trump. So they're not they're not going to talk about this. How is it knowing what we now know? They didn't. Did Nancy Pelosi hand over her text messages or phone or emails? Was she, you know, grilled eight hours before the committee? No. Neither was Bowser, neither was Schumer, neither were either sergeant at arms, neither was the D.C. police chief, from what I can tell. But they interviewed a thousand other people. It's insane. This is but that's not going to be part of the Hollywood production tonight. Anyway, in the end, they did nothing. Capitol and D.C. police were overrun. The guard wasn't deployed until after the virus violence spiraled out of control. And then it was a mad scramble to send troops that had been offered and rejected days and days earlier, according to the records. Now, the evening before January 6th, the FBI in Norfolk, Virginia, their office sent an explicit warning to high-ranking officials in the Capitol Police that there was new intelligence that some planned attendees were thinking of storming the Capitol and targeting lawmakers for violence. They had the intel. Quote, an online thread discussed specific calls for violence to include stating, quote, be ready to fight. Congress needs to hear glass breaking, doors being kicked in, blood from their BLM and Antifa slaveholders being spilled, unquote. The FBI bulletin read, relaying ex the exact words intercepted by our intelligence community. They did their job. They did a great job. Get violence. Stop calling this march uh, or rally or a uh, march or a rally or a protest. Go there ready for war. They actually had the actual words. We get our president or we die. Okay, that didn't alarm them. But no, that's not going to be told tonight. That story is not going to be told. By the way, that, even Democrats, political uh, political points out ahead of their primetime Hollywood hearing tonight with from an, an illegitimate committee that of Trump haters, uh, even they're pointing out Democrats have the steep challenge of convincing a disillusioned American electorate to tune into their, you know, their Hollywood presentation that is missing the key information. That's the point here. This is the sad part of all of this. We're not learning anything, just like we never learned from the summer of 2020 either. It's really pathetic. And, and that's what you'll see. Now, we're going to lay all this out tonight on Hannity, and we have all the documents to show you. We'll do the news that the mob and the media refuses to do. They're not going to cover any of this, just like they didn't ever apologize or cover the Russia conspiracy hoax, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. 
just like they're wrong on Nicholas Sandman, just like they rushed to judgment in Richard Jewell, just like they were wrong on Ferguson, just like they're wrong on Baltimore and Freddie Gray, just like they're wrong on Cambridge Police, just like they're wrong on UVA, like they're wrong on Duke Lacrosse. When does the wrong ever stop? You know, if I got things this wrong, I, I, I don't think I'd have this job. It's unbelievable. You know, and and look at, you know, compare Chuck Schumer's words to Donald Trump's. Many of you will peacefully, patriotically march so your voices will be heard. What part of that is a call to violence? Maybe you didn't like or agree with Trump's lawyers' assessments. Uh, I actually believe that it was a ceremonial role that Pence had that day. That's what I believed. And, you know, I talked to great attorneys like like the great one, Mark Levin. There's no greater constitutional scholar. And we talked at length about it. But it doesn't matter, does it? Because they're just going to push their phony narrative. And it'll be a distraction for a day or two. But, you know, if the Democrats really think that abortion and taking away Second Amendment rights and this January 6th committee, you know, show trial uh, without the pertinent information that every American should really get to know, that the, somehow that's going to win them the election and calling Republicans evil names like they always do. Uh, every single day, we're faced with the reality of $5 a gallon gasoline. The largest caravan to date is marching towards our borders as we speak of a 42 year high of inflation, of incompetence everywhere. Every store we go to, everything we buy, we are reminded of the economic disaster that is new green deal radical socialism everything that we every decision they have made about energy that has resulted in a predictable rapid dramatic increase for for the lifeblood of our economy is because of their policies from now until election day every day every american is going to be reminded of all of this of all of their failures Never mind the failure in Afghanistan. That was an epic failure. Or, you know, Joe Biden last night. You know, last night he was on Kimmel, and he actually said that if Roe is overturned, it may lead to a mini-revolution. Now, that was one of his more coherent moments. He wasn't particularly coherent last night. We'll get to that also later in the program today. Um, these are unbelievable times we're living in, and also extremely dangerous. Uh, anyway, so we will do we will give you the information with the documents to back it up tonight on Hannity. Hope you'll tune in. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.